Hi, I'm Eva Makovic, and you're listening to the Reader's Digest podcast, in which we navigate the woes and wonders of modern life with leading experts on the tools that you need to survive and thrive in a modern world. On today's episode, Anna Walker speaks to Emma, also known as Whispers Red, about the phenomenon that is ASMR and how it can benefit your life. so much for joining us today Emma. Pleasure. It's so amazing to be in the Tingle Shed with you. I know um, people who are new to ASMR might not know what that means yet but hopefully by the end they'll start to get a sense of how special it is to be here with you today. So just our first question would be in your own words what is ASMR? ASMR is actually a physical sensation. It stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. It's a very nice relaxing tingly sensation. It usually begins in the crown of the head and works its way down the back of the head, down the spine and sometimes through the limbs if you're really lucky. I used to call it sparkles so that might be a good explanation. Um, If you ever enjoyed having your back drawn on or your hair played with or you enjoyed listening to the teacher read a story Um, going for eye tests, having your feet measured, the teacher coming over your shoulder and going through your work, pages being turned in, uh, people reading a magazine in a doctor's surgery, something like that, and it gave you a nice relaxing feeling. That's ASMR. So people may have been feeling this all their lives and not have had a name for it until now. (laughs) Didn't have a name. I tried to explain it when I was little to people, but because I didn't have a name for it, they didn't understand what I was talking about. They might might actually feel it, but because there wasn't a name. Like we know happiness, we know sadness, joy, excited, nervous. We're given a name for those feelings, those physical sensations, but we didn't have a name for this, and now we do have a name. And you work as an ASM artist. Can you tell me a bit about what that means? Yes, so an ASM artist is someone who makes content online, usually YouTube, to induce the feeling in the viewer. So we'll use different sounds, use the sound of our voice, um, slow hand movements, um, close personal attention to the camera. So imagine the camera is you and I'm giving you a facial or a head massage, something like that. And those actions and those sounds give you the tingly sensation. And why is ASMR and this tingling sensation or sparkles so important to you personally? What benefits does it bring to your life? Well, for me personally, when I discovered that there was a name for the feeling I'd always experienced, I was having trouble sleeping. I looked on YouTube for something sound to have in the background, perhaps uh, nature sounds, running water, something like that and I ended up finding eventually ASMR videos and it was exciting to find out there was a name for this feeling and that people experience it all over the world that was incredible but I could actually use the video and the sounds and the sound of the person's voice to fall asleep to so a lot of people are using these videos um, to feel calm to feel sleepy to have sound on in the background when they're either falling asleep or studying or just 
just for um, a moment's rest because what comes along with the tingly sensation is a deep deep sense of relaxation so you'll feel the tingles and then and then your whole nervous system just relaxes and you're completely transfixed on what's happening um and totally calm totally still and present in the moment is asmr something you think that anybody can experience it seems to be that you either get the tingles or you don't. But there are people who experienced it when they were little, didn't know what it was, and ignored it, and then it stopped. It tends to be if we don't recognise it and we don't use it, then it goes away a little bit. So there are people who are rediscovering that they had this feeling years ago and they've not really noticed it ever since and it's come back um, but there are people also that don't experience the tingles but they experience a deep the deep sense of relaxation that comes along so they're still using the videos um, or, or even the, the close personal actions like the hair play the um, letters drawn on the back brushing your face with a, with a soft makeup brush something like that those are like the in-person triggers for ASMR, if you like. And, uh, yeah, there are people using those just for the relaxation. So that you either, you kind of experience it or you don't, but everybody has a different kind of experience. So you'll either experience the tingles and the relaxation or you'll just experience the relaxation. There are people who watch the videos and just don't like them at all because some people are sensitive to other sounds, like they'll find the sound of someone's voice annoying <laughs> so it's all an experience some um, the majority of people experience it positively and are there any kind of personality traits that people that are highly sensitive to asmr perhaps share i believe so mm-hmm. i really really everybody i've ever met who experiences asmr or is sensitive to it in, in, a, in a positive way is also sensitive to other things so maybe sensitive to light uh, sensitive to loud sounds as well, uh, sensitive to touch, sensitive to other people's feelings, so perhaps they're an, what's called an HSP, a highly sensitive person, it's a personality type. I just, I just noticed that in everybody I meet, and I've met loads and loads of people, I've done events where I've met my viewers, and I've met, um, other people who don't know about it and I'm there explaining it to them and, I, and the people who do experience it I do dig a little deeper and realize that they're sensitive to all kinds of different things so it's just a heightened sensitivity. Mm. Do you personally remember the first time you experienced ASMR or has it happened for so long that you can't distinguish it from your earliest memories? So it seems to be that we experience it from birth but by the time we get to Age four or five is when we're more in tune with how we feel internally and we notice more about ourselves. We have that, we develop that skill by the age four or five. So that's when a lot of people say, oh, that was my first experience. It probably wasn't their first experience, it's just that that's when they first noticed it because even babies, you know, you see them dribbling because you're playing with their hair or making circles on their skin Mm -hmm. and they just they go all gooey and yeah yeah and start dribbling 
So babies experience it, animals experience it too. Um, so about the age four or five is when people say, oh, I remember my first experience. Mm-hmm. It was when the teacher read a story or I remember being in a haberdashery store with my grandma and mm-hmm. we were watching the uh, the, the um, shop assistant cutting the material and we had to sort through buttons to find the right ones and so many, so many different stories. Yeah. They all they all vary and they're all really nice. So when you have a cat sort of curled up on your lap and they're purring away and you're sort of scratching them, that's yep. kind of an ASMR moment, do you think? Totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did your experiences of ASMR progress into you becoming an ASMR artist yourself? So the reason I couldn't sleep and when I discovered it, I'd had, I was experiencing PTSD after being run over by a car. I'd had loads of operations. I'm a mom. I had two little children. I was going through all kinds of different stresses. Um, and I really needed something to help me. Um, and when I found it, it just uh, it just helped me put two and two together. And it was really amazing. Mm. It, it, was, it was amazing on so many different levels because not only did I find the name for something I'd experienced and put two and two together in that way and be more connected with myself and then start to feel the sensation more because I was more aware of it. I started to be more more aware of other things I was going through as well. I was just a lot more in tune with myself, connected with how I felt and how actions and events made me feel so I was becoming more observant I was connecting with people all over the world so I kind of put my life into perspective in that way Um, I saw that people were being kind on the internet in fact my main experience of the internet is kindness it's quite unusual yeah I was going to say that's not necessarily (laughs) the general experience of people online yeah people were um, just being uninhibitedly uh, kind Mm. saying lovely things oh you've got beautiful hair or um oh you really suit that top today Mm -hmm. that kind of thing little boosts that everyone needs sometimes yeah yeah Yeah. and and a lot of people are scared to say nice things online because they might feel silly Mm. somebody might comment and say oh you know be negative about it so that was a really nice experience and people there's also I suppose an aspect in which People don't always feel confident being that positive in real life. It might feel a bit awkward to say, oh, I really like your hair today or I really like your top, but online that, that kind of inhibition is it taken goes, away. It goes, and so it's a relearning experience as well because when you're used to being like that in in online, you tend to learn that it's okay to do it. Mm. And you test a few things out sometimes on people and see yeah. what happens. You just become more confident. And with ASMR videos themselves... Is there something essential that makes an ASMR video an ASMR video or can any kind of whispered content come into that category, in your opinion? For me, after doing it for six years and really connecting with what it is and what works and what doesn't work and why, I really feel like it's all about the intention. Mm. And if you are there with the intention to calm the viewer and to connect with them, for it to be a therapeutic experience, then those qualities within you that enable that to happen will come out. Mm-hmm. So if you're making a sound, this is a very simple 
explanation if you're making a sound on um, a cup. So say you've got a cup here, a glass, sorry, and you can make a sound with it and you can tap on it very gently because your intention is to make it a nice calming sound. But if you're just doing the action of tapping on the glass and, and you're not thinking about anything apart from, I'm going to make a video tapping today, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot louder. So that's the difference. It's the intention mm -hmm. behind it. Do you think there's a maternal aspect that comes into it as well? I know some people are very attracted to videos where perhaps they're being tucked in, spoken to gently. Mm -hmm. The examples of sort of shoe fitting and th those sort mm -hmm. of experiences do seem to have this maternal edge in common. So a lot of our early experiences are nurturing experiences. So we're being um, nurtured by a parent before we go to sleep in bed, for instance, and they're stroking our hair or speaking to us gently or reading a story together. Um, being cared for in some way, like even having an eye test, they're concentrating on you. So, and because we feel sleepy afterwards, there's a, there's, we're, we're researching at the moment and we will get there. There's research happening a lot all over the world on ASMR at the moment. It takes a long time for a paper to be published. Um, but it seems like it triggers a chemical reaction like oxytocin, for instance, which mm -hmm. is the cuddle hormone. So these are all the nurturing hormones that we produce um, or the relaxing hormones that we produce when we're nurtured. Mm -hmm. So that might have something to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. And can you explain to me a bit more about, I believe videos are categorised into different triggers, um, which are different ways to inspire the ASMR sensation in people. Mm -hmm. What are some of the more common examples of these? Yes, so a trigger is something that brings about the tingly sensation or the relaxation in the viewer. And we have lots of different triggers. So we have uh, my favourite one, which is the voice. Mm -hmm. So the soft sound of the voice, the mouth sounds that, um, that we make when we speak. And because we use microphones that are very sensitive and we turn them up, you can hear everything. Mm -hmm. All the different sounds in the voice. So if someone has a nice voice, then that's it. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have tapping, we have crinkling sounds, we have hairbrushing sounds, uh, fabric sounds. Basically, there's a sound in, in every item. Mm -hmm. So we can go through our bag of shopping, if you like, and make sounds with all the packets and the tins and whatever. Absolutely everything in our surrounding has a sound. I'm looking at everything now and thinking. Yeah. A sound everywhere. And everything can more or less, more or less everything can be made a relaxing sound mm -hmm. if you make a sound with it that's calming. So that's the intention aspect again. Exactly. So there are the basic triggers, um, but you can crinkle and tap and brush and with everything. Um, in your book, Unwind Your Mind, you split ASMR stimuli into four categories. So we've got sound, touch, visual and personal attention. Mm -hmm. Can you talk me through each one a little bit? So sound, we've got the voice and we've got the sounds that we make with things. Mm -hmm. Visuals, it kind of ties in with a satisfying aspect as well because it's nice to see colours matching. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also visuals as in the way a person moves so if I'm talking to the camera, 
perhaps I've got hair in front of my eyes and I'll move it out of the way. That's a, a nice visual that, and that mm-hmm. creates tingles as well. Um, maybe because I'm caring for myself by doing that, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, we have hand movements that are visually relaxing to watch and create tingles as well. The touch triggers are watching someone else have a massage or having their hair done or, or a facial. Sometimes I'll make a video just doing different actions over someone's back. So tracing patterns, um, perhaps running a massage tool over the top or something that makes a nice sound over the top very gently. So this must come back to that highly sensitive personality trait Mm. that you're seeing someone else receive this attention and the empathy is allowing you to relax through it. Exactly. So I feel that there's a trigger in empathy as well Mm. because when we feel like someone else is um, being cared for, we can feel the care in that situation mm. and we can also put ourselves into that situation and 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 feel how it might feel we also have mirror touch synesthesia so synesthesia is kind of a is a mix of different senses so some people taste words for instance mm-hmm. or hear colors is that right yeah, yeah. hear <laughs> colors <laughs> They're all all mixed up. And there's mirror touch synesthesia, which is you feel something happening to someone else. Mm. So you you feel it on your skin, not in exactly the same way, but you feel some sensation on your skin when you see someone else um, have the action done to them. So that tingling feeling is it could be a type of synesthesia if it's mirroring. Yeah, that's it. It can work on so many different levels. Yeah. Um, And the personal attention, very similar but different when it comes to videos. So a personal attention video would be me giving you a facial Mm -hmm. virtually. To me, it looks like I'm giving a facial to a camera. Mm -hmm. To you, it looks like I'm coming really close to your face and it's Mm -hmm. really nice. Do you experience ASMR from your own videos when you're creating them sometimes? Very, very rarely. It's Mm. very difficult to give yourself the tingles. Mm. Is it like being tickled? You can't tickle yourself. Yeah. 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 Hope to know more about that later. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, And what are some of the benefits of ASMR? I know they're in terms of mental health and well-being. So I know they're particularly popular with people who experience anxiety, for example, or panic attacks. Mm. So again, we don't have the scientific evidence just yet. Mm -hmm. We do know that we had a paper published at Sheffield University last year to say that when people experience ASMR videos, um, people who get tingles and people that don't, but when they experience a video in their way, their heart rate lowers considerably in line with other meditation practices. So we know it, we know for, for a fact that it lowers the heart rate mm-hmm. or people who've been watching videos for years know that already mm-hmm. <laughs> and we know all kinds of different things but and there are people that have been using the videos for a whole number of things without us yet having the evidence and it will come um but we do know that for sure we have a paper on that now mm-hmm. <laughs> we also have another paper on personality types and it, it was found that um people who are more highly sensitive mm. What I'm told through feedback through, uh, on the on the channel and from viewers who send me emails and let me know how they're using the videos and what for, 
There are parents using them for autistic children, for children with um, sensory processing issues. Uh, people are using them for pain distraction, so perhaps being more mindful so that they can manage the pain better themselves. Using them for study, to have something on in the background. Using them to become calm enough to fall asleep. Using them for ease of social anxieties, so um, experiencing someone giving you a facial. Perhaps you're not um, you're not ready to actually go to a spa, and you wouldn't experience that very well because of anxieties. Then you can have this experience of someone doing it to you, and and there's a little barrier there, so it just helps you to. It's like a relearning experience. Mm. There's a psychologist in Berkeley, California, who's using different videos, like reenactments of um, doctor appointment or a dentist appointment, for her clients who need that reparative experience. Mm. So she's doing that with them. Um, Anxiety is a big thing, so feeling anxious, so different levels of anxiety. So um, feeling, having someone to guide you to a calm state when you're feeling anxious. They're using different videos for that. Whichever video works for you, works for you. There isn't one particular video that works for this at all. And there isn't one particular trigger. Mm. Um, so it's very personal in that sense, isn't definitely, it? Definitely, yeah. different. You just have a look around and see what works for you. I wouldn't say, oh, you need a tapping video for this. Or mm -hmm. you need, you know, cause They're not we, prescriptions. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then full-blown anxiety attacks, people are using them for that as well. If they found a particular video that helps them to regulate their breathing, give them something to focus on so that they can come down to a level where they can manage it a little bit better. Mm. Um, so that's the feedback I've had. And... I'm sure that we'll know more as time goes on. ASMR is becoming so popular that it's becoming easier for research institutions to get funding to do this. Yeah, so. and you work with an expert in the book as well, don't you? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, there's a wonderful chapter in the book where you run through, sort of beyond watching videos, the three stages of awakening ASMR sensitivities in real life. Mm -hmm. Can you talk me through that a little bit more? So when... We first discover that there's a name for the feeling. First of all, that's the first thing. <laughs> like, what on earth's going on? And then you go through this amazing experience of feeling the feeling whenever you feel, whenever you want to, and it's intense, and it's so exciting. And then you and then you go through this experience of oh my goodness there are people all over the world just like me I'm connected to all of these people and I didn't even know mm -hmm. actually we're not that different after all because it breaks language barriers as well it breaks every barrier. Mm -hmm. um, there are videos from all different parts of the world and they're all different languages. Yeah, yeah, we're all the same. We're just residents of of uh, of the world. Mm -hmm. That's it. So you go through this, oh my goodness, this is amazing, thank goodness for the internet stage. And then and then you watch videos, and some of them seem a little bit awkward at first, because when you see a woman in particular, perhaps lo lots of makeup on, because I wear lots of makeup when I do videos, I don't want to wear no makeup. <laughs> well, you're in front of a camera. <laughs> exactly. But you see a, a woman... And she's moving close to the camera. She's very, very vulnerable because we are 
at our most quiet and calm and open and, and, and authentic state making a video. To open yourself up like that is so brave. And coming close to the camera, slow movements, lots of eye contact. It can be quite uncomfortable because we're, we're not really used to seeing that on, on, uh, in, me, in the media. If we do and we see it in an advert, it's to sell a product or it's to uh, entice you sexually. Mm -hmm. So you go through this stage of, oh, this is odd. But actually it's making me feel really, really good in a, in a, in a really nice way mm -hmm. and not an odd way at all. I feel really centred, really calm. I can sleep better. And then you're just used to it and you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> because you see all of the actions, you know, the movement of the hair, the tapping of the nails. Um, the, every single thing in the video, even if they're wearing a doctor's coat, there's a crinkle to the coat when it moves and that's an ASMR trigger. Mm. So, and you're also more immersed in the situation, which is lovely and calming because you feel safe. So once you're over that, that's amazing. And then after that, you start tapping on things everywhere you go. So when you're in a supermarket, you start tapping on things to see if it has a sound. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just start noticing everything around you and noticing that everything has a sound. I started seeing things in my house that I hadn't looked at for years. Mm. It was maybe an ornament that was just sitting there collecting dust or whatever. And you're just so used to it. Just like when, when something needs doing in the house, like it's a cupboard needs painting or whatever yeah. you just say oh forget it and then you don't notice it after a while yeah <laughs> all of these things come alive and you start noticing things around you and then after that you start once you've started noticing objects you notice people more and you feel more connected to people so it's a real journey of mindfulness and connected to yourself and connected to the people around you and connected to nature more the whole world just comes alive a little bit it's more colorful gives you new eyes sort of. yeah, yeah definitely and what are some of the ways, um, you speak about this in the book again, that we can incorporate ASMR principles and techniques into our daily lives, so using mm -hmm. them ourselves to affect change? Yeah, so once we've gone through all of these stages and then then we get to a stage where we think, well, this is really useful now. I could, I could I'm not only using videos to help me calm down and feel sleepy but I could use this in my daily life too so focus a little more on daily tasks and it sounds so simple but usually the most simple things are the most uh, let's say correct mm -hmm. <laughs> those are the things we should be doing sometimes we're like oh that just seems too easy I'm not going to bother if it's not hard I'm not interested in doing it if it's easy you should be doing it because <laughs> it comes naturally to you so um, you know making a cup of tea and just taking not too much longer doing it, but noticing when you're doing it. Becoming more mindful in, in the times when you're cleaning your teeth. Feel your feet on the floor, for instance. It's such a simple thing. But how many of us are living in our heads whilst we're doing day-to-day -day mundane things? They're so easy to do that we're distracted by what's in our mind and we're worrying about things, and which is not healthy at all because when you're worrying and you're you're thinking about other stuff and you're allowing your mind to take over, you're feeling a little bit more anxious and you're mm. more, more and more and more in beta state perhaps, which is an important state to be in but not all the time. And we're producing cortisol and uh, a little bit more of the um, adrenaline, 
which is all, again, important, but it's an imbalance. We need yeah. it when we need it, and we don't need it when we don't. We need, to, we need to have more oxytocin when it's relaxation time. So just being more mindful of everything that's around you and more mindful of how you feel. Mm. Um, it's a mindful practice. It's and being more simple. present by the sound of it as being well. Being more present, yeah. Because how common is it that you can get ready for work, arrive at work, and then not really remember the morning until yeah. that point? That's it. Yeah. Just when you're popping on your makeup or washing your hair or uh, uh, brushing your hair or, you know, being present in those moments, they're really healthy for you. They're not silly. They're really healthy. Mm. What do you think it is about this moment in time that means ASMR content is gaining popularity so rapidly? Well, I grew up without the internet and information moves slowly then. (laughs) It moves super fast now. So... You know, we have social media, we have all, we have YouTube, we have ways to, you know, write a blog post and share it everywhere. Information spreads really quick. We also have the information that, um, you know, someone might have seen it and gone, what the hell is this? I'm going to write about it because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird Yeah. if they don't understand it. That's good too because... It just gets the word out there, the you know the term ASMR, and then someone who does experience it will say, "Oh, that's not weird. I experienced that," yeah. and then learn about it. Absolutely. I mean, something being weird does make it more intriguing. Then. Yeah. So that's not really been a bad thing. And as an ASMR artist yourself, if some of our listeners wanted to try some ASMR techniques on, I don't know, their partner or a friend or a, a son or daughter. What's the secret to giving somebody else that feeling? Again, it's intention. So, okay, let me think of a regular occurrence. Maybe it's not so regular. (laughs) Me and my um, cousin used to uh, do each other's hair. And um, you can do it really, really quickly. And you can brush the hair really fast. And, like, you don't really want to be there. Or you can take time doing it and do it very slowly. Um, and an ASMR technique with hair is to take little strands and just gently, very, very gently, never, never hard and never fast, just pull little strands of hair and tug very gently. And then, do you remember the um, the game when we were little? You may have done this, that you pretend to crack an egg on the head. Yes, of course. <laughs> and then run the fingers down mm-hmm. as if the yolk's falling down. Things like that. And the That's game of so dot, dot, line, line. Amazing. Yeah, up your all spine. of those things. Yep. So imagine those movements slowly and you can incorporate those into a, a little uh, hair mm. session. Maybe not tell them it's an egg because <laughs> it might, <laughs> might ruin the relaxation exactly, aspect. Yeah, take them out of it. So for somebody new to ASMR who's sitting down in front of YouTube wanting to try out some ASMR, mm. other than your own channel, Whispers Red, mm. which ASMR artists would you recommend people check out if they're beginners to the community? I probably wouldn't recommend a specific artist, mm-hmm. but I would, because there are so many. There are tons of them, and oh, I've got so many that I really, really love. Mm-hmm. I'll say, uh, I'll say three: um, Cute Bunny Nine Nine Two, Blue Whisper, and Somni Rose. Those are my three go-to's at mm-hmm. the moment. But there are loads of them and really, really amazing artists. So I wouldn't go down that road. What I'd say is 
Think about times when you were little that you enjoyed sounds of things. Try and tap into your past experiences and whether or not you have actually enjoyed any nurturing experiences because those will become your triggers. Do you like the sound of rain on your window, for instance? Anything like that. And even just thinking about it is really good because it's connecting you with yourself. So think about those and then type those words in to the search bar. So ASMR raindrops or, you know, ASMR hairbrushing, anything like that. And then see what comes up. Go through all the different results and when you find someone that you connect with, because it might you it might bring up people and you think, oh, I could never watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you will find someone who you feel a connection with. And once you do that, then other suggestions will come up, and uh, and you'll you'll find your favourite videos eventually. And finally, then, what does the future of ASMR look like to you? It looks really wonderful and colourful and full of um, amazing things. I can't wait. So I really want ASMR to become a complementary therapy. It's not going to happen unless I feel like either me or someone else makes it happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to open a um, some sort of college so that we can train therapists to do ASMR techniques on their clients because there are so many people who have said we need spas why isn't there a spa yeah on almost every video every video every time I make a video that's on someone else why can't you do this to me (laughs) why can't I just go to a spa and have this done to me I don't want a back massage I want them to play with my skin you know I want them to do the I want them to do all of the things that they do by accident and Mm -hmm. they don't realize it's nice like moving my hair out of the way so they can do my facial or walking around the bed and 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 by accident just brushing past my leg or something like that Mm -hmm. those are all asmr triggers and you go an asmr person will go for a facial to experience those things or even reiki Mm. um to experience those things but um they only happen a little bit so they're like oh i want that to happen all the time so just to create the um treatments and then teach um, spa owners or spa work, uh, workers, aestheticians or masseurs, Reiki practitioners, sound healing practitioners, so they, they can add it to their treatment list. Um, and then I'm going to be running retreats so that the ASMR community can get together and meet each other. I already do live events so I know that these things work yeah. and how amazing they are because bringing the community together it's awesome just like-minded people from all over the world and everybody makes friends and just a positive reason they're all together as well oh yeah, yeah. it's lovely it's so lovely well thank you so much for joining me today emma and a mind your mind the life-changing power of asmr is available now published by penguin Please rate and review our podcast if you enjoy what we do and tell us about your experience with ASMR on Facebook or hit us up on our Twitter feed, which is at Reader's Digest UK. For more stories about health, food and culture, subscribe to our newsletter by going to readersdigest.co.uk. Thanks so much for joining us and until next time.